calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels, and this is the Real Hauntings Podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. And on this episode, we have Emily joining us. Um, I, another person that I saw on TikTok that had some super spooky, interesting yeah. stories. Cat, <laughs> however, will not be joining us. She's getting caught up on some stuff tonight, but of course, she'll be back for our next episode. Emily, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Doing great. Yeah, doing good. Doing good. So, Emily, what we like to do at the beginning of our podcast is to kind of get an idea where our guest falls on the supernatural scale, meaning zero, you don't believe in ghosts at all, and 10, ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? I am 100% a 10. However, let me follow that up with whenever something weird happens, I don't automatically go to, oh, that's a ghost or, oh, this is X, Y, and Z. I always have to think of like the logistics first, but I 100%, 10 out of 10, they are real. <laughs> JJ, do you remember the guest we had on that she's a softball player? I think maybe her name was Nikki and the ghost that she has would like make the lights flicker a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had a light that's been flickering and I was like, oh my gosh, it's the ghost. But I went to the light bulb and it was just almost burned out. I just had to change the light bulb. (laughs) Maybe it was burned out because a ghost had been flicking it on and off so much. (laughs) Right, they're like, you can't have this light. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of ghost flicking. Um, Well, Emily, how would you kind of describe your relationship with the supernatural? I am learning more and more every day. I've always seen them frequently since I was a little kid or my first experience when I was probably in kindergarten first grade um and I do know it all depends like what you guys believe um I do believe I have some type of ability where I can see them and speak to them because I have speak to them frequently they come to me all the time in my dreams is that the only time they come to you or do you ever like see them when you're awake as well I see them all the time when I'm awake. I have a ghost right now that keeps walking in front of my TV whenever I'm watching it. And I've tried to talk to her like, hey, like, what's going on? Who are you? Can I help you? And she never answers me. They typically don't answer me when they're awake, but they'll always come to me in my dream that night. And when I dream, I have very vivid dreams, like lucid dreams. I can control everything that's happening. I'm well aware that I'm dreaming and I can predict and control the outcome. So as soon as like they're in my dream, I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm doing. And I know how to help them. Oh, wow. Now, 
<laughs> be sure that that like that's a real encounter with a ghost you're having and not just a, a dream that is a great question it's kind of like I, I can tell like I can feel it like I can tell when I'm having a weird dream of just, oh, that's a dream that I like it's normal, however, versus a dream where it's like, oh, this person wants to contact me. They're looking for help. And it's also because they kind of look scary. They do scare me a little bit. And I wake up feeling very anxious and very like, who did that just really happen? And you said that um, you lucid dream all the time. Was that something that you had to learn and kind of work through or has that just always naturally happened for you? That's just always naturally happened for me. I didn't think that was different until about a few months ago when I was explaining a dream to my friend and they were like, that's not, that's not normal. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't had a ton of lucid dreams. How about you, JJ? Is that something you've experienced very often? I've had one uh, and it was because I was on this really crazy uh, medication uh, that like really messes with people's dreams. Um, but that was the only time I ever had it. And I mean, the thing that I guess distinguishes a lucid dream from a regular dream for our listeners who aren't familiar with that is, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Emily, but a lucid dream is where you're aware that you're dreaming and you can control what happens. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. So in mine, I like, I, I was aware I was dreaming. I was like, I want to see how far I can fly. And then I started flying real high. And as soon as I like really kind of realized, oh my gosh, I'm flying. Then I woke up. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's funny that you went to flying. I think that's the, I've had a couple lucid dreams and I know one of them, I did the same thing where something crazy happened in the dream. I think I pointed my like hand at somebody and made a, like a, a gun out of it because they were like a, a bad person in the dream trying to get me. And I just remember going bang. And then they fell down and I was like, that's not real. <laughs> I must yeah. be dreaming. And then I just flew in the air, kind of the same thing and then woke up. So I wonder if that's a pretty common. Yeah. Occurrence. Well, I've never had like flying dreams and I always resented people who have flying dreams because they sound awesome. So that was the first thing that my mind went to when I realized I was dreaming. So Emily, I, um, it just came rushing back to me, your TikTok video, when you started talking about the dream. So I hate to jump like right into your main story, but it also kind of struck me that you had a lot of stories and I am super curious because you, you told a story. I mean, you have lots of stories on your TikTok, but I guess this is probably maybe the ones that really went viral. You had a dream about somebody visiting you. And then something really crazy happened after that. Can you tell our audience about what happened? Yeah. So when I was 13 years old, <clears throat> I had a dream where I traveled back in time to the 1800s. And as soon as I was in the 1800s, I was like, oh, I have to find this lady. And I immediately went looking for her and her and I instantly clicked. It was like I had known her my whole life. It was like she knew me. We were best friends. We did everything. She showed me her church. She showed me where she lived. She showed me what she did like for a living. And then she was like, oh, like we're having a picnic tonight. Come over to this big building and we're going to talk. So we went to dinner and we were sitting, I remember so vividly, we were sitting on a brown bench with like bowls of soup in front of us. And she looks at me and she goes, you know, I lost my son. And I was like, oh, like that, I remember feeling so sad. I'm so sorry that you lost your son. And she goes, no, it's okay. You're going to help me get him back. And I was like, I'm sorry, I, I can't help you. Like, I, that sucks, but I, there's nothing that I can do. She goes, no, you know my son. You're helping me get him back. And I was like, what do you mean I know him? And she goes, oh, it's time for you to wake up now. And instantly I woke up. 
And when I woke up, I felt something shifting at the foot of my bed. And like, I kind of stood up because I thought it was my cat. And when I like was standing looking, I saw the woman from my dream get up off my bed and walk into my brother's dresser because we were sharing a room at that time. And then fast forward a few nights, me and my brother were having a movie night sitting on the couch and we had fallen asleep. And the way our couch was, it was like an L-shaped couch. He was on the long part. I was on the corner. And I remember woke up in the middle of the night, instant bad feeling something was not right. And when I woke up standing over my brother was the same woman from my dream. And I told her, you know, remembering what my grandpa said, get away from him. That is not your son. That is my brother. And she looked up at me and she had no face. And she walked into the kitchen. My brother woke up screaming and crying. Oh my, well, so did your brother also see this lady and while he was sleeping or what, why was he crying? So he remembers he had a bad dream. He doesn't remember what the dream was. Um, I didn't find out until I actually posted this video and was talking to him more about like what he remembers. Um, and a month prior to this happening, he refused to be anywhere by himself. Like him and I shared a room. He would not be in there unless I was in there. He would not be in the living room if my sister is in there. He wouldn't even go outside if somebody didn't go with him. And when I asked him why, he had said, because anytime he was alone, he would hear a woman go, Alex, Alex, come with me. Alex, come home. And my brother's name is Alex. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hey, yeah. I'm not sure if you've seen the second season of Haunting on Hill House, but man, that has some heavy vibes from that show. Yeah. It, it was very similar. Me and my sister joke all the time that we grew up in Bly Manor and Hill House. So when you see a show like that, that kind of replicates some of the experiences that you've had, how does that make you feel? Does that make you go, oh my gosh, somebody on this show must be able to see ghosts? Or like, how does, what do you think about them? We just think it's not funny, but it's a coincidence. Like I remember when we were looking at the man on the top hat back in season one in Hill House, we were like, oh, that's like the man that used to stand in our kitchen. And then back in with Bly Manor with the woman in the no face, I was like, oh, that's like my woman in the 1800s. Like we just think it's crazy that people are also having the same experiences. So did she ever return again after that experience or was that pretty much it? No. So what happened after my brother woke up screaming and crying, I ran upstairs to get my mom to tell her like what happened, that someone's trying to take my brother, that something's not right. And she came downstairs, put me and my brother to sleep. And then she went next door because my grandparents live next door, went next door, got my grandpa and her and my grandpa pretty much did a blessing on the house and like prayed to Jesus, if you guys believe in that, to get her out of the house. And after that, I never had issues with her again. So you've got a brother and a sister. It sounds like your sister also has experiences with the supernatural mm -hmm. and your brother had that experience. So are all three of you believers? I mean, have you all pretty much been solidified that ghosts are real? Yes. <laughs> and we don't know if we just, if the experiences we've had or because of what my grandpa said, um, he believes that everybody in each generation of our family has the ability to see and speak to ghosts. Um, so I don't know if it's because of that or <laughs> just because of our experiences. That's pretty wild. I, I would be so scared. I mean, how did you get through that experience at 13 and kind of move forward having what, what kind of seems like a positive outlook with the supernatural? I could be wrong, but how has that process been for you? At first, it was really, really scary. However, I'm the type of person that like you don't mess with my family. So the fact that in that moment, I realized she was trying to take my brother like 
the just the big sister in me came out and was like, get away from him. You just had to protect him. And that's all I thought about in the moment. But looking back on it, if I didn't have, you know, the support of my grandfather and, you know, my mother and everyone believing me, it definitely would have been a different outcome that I would have had. But my grandpa's always been like my go-to person anytime anything happens. I call him and I tell him what's going on and he kind of guides me through the situation. And was that your earliest memory of interacting with the supernatural? No, sadly, it was not. (laughs) Can you tell us about what your introduction into that world was like? Sure. So actually, I did make a TikTok video. I don't know if you saw it, but it was my basement door when I was about three, four years old. This was before my brother was even born in the middle of the night one night. I'll never forget the sound that my door was making. It was our basement door just bang, 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 like bang over and over and over again. And I remember hearing the door open and me thinking, oh, like something's trying to get in. I I left. I was four. I didn't know any better. So I opened my door and my sister was standing in the bathroom crying and we could physically see the door moving with every single bang. And it was, it was so, so, so loud. Like it. I can't even describe it other than like, imagine a big, huge fist jackhammer banging against a basement door, shaking doorknobs, everything. So I ran past it, ran upstairs to tell my parents what was going on. And I remember my dad, my dad looks at my mom and goes, grab the kids. And he grabbed a baseball bat and me and my mom and my sister went into the bathroom and we were all huddled into the bathroom. And my dad like tried to get the courage to open the basement door. And when he did, a huge gust of wind came out and he went downstairs, baseball bat in hand, but nobody and nothing was down there. And I think that was my earliest memory. That's so scary. Do your parents ever talk about that experience with you? My dad does. He's very open about when he sees things in the house. However, my mom is very tight-lipped about it. I'm not sure if it's just because she's scared or if it's because she doesn't want to share experiences because she doesn't want us to go through kind of what she did as a kid and growing up now. Yeah. Did you say that your mom went through experiences growing up as well? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, any of those at note that you can share with us or has she shared those with you? She has not. And I asked my grandpa to share because my grandpa knows all about them because he's the one that's been helping us. And he goes, well, your mother's ready. She'll tell you. It's like, I got to know, grandpa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you guys have quite the experience um, with the supernatural. It's always so fascinating to me when people see ghosts kind of day to day. We've We've had several people now on the podcast who or what I refer to as being haunted, who have that kind of relationship with the supernatural. Mm -hmm. Would you describe most of the encounters as as being safe? The other two experiences you described sound kind of dark and scary. Have you had more pleasant experiences? Not really. That's sad to think about, but at least the ones that I can recall, they're not so nice. And do you go into the belief of there being like demons and things like that? Or is it more just you think dead people kind of hanging around? I do believe that there are demons out there. I can't tell you for sure that I've ever come across with one. Like people keep commenting on my videos. Oh, that's a demon. Oh, that's a demon. But I didn't think it was. And I I can't tell you, but I do think that they are out there. Yeah, how would anyone really know? I mean, it's it's always kind of shocked me how confident people are. I mean, it's it's one thing if you if you see like an apparition of something and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't explain that. And you know, it makes sense to just like 
refer to it as a ghost. But I, what is it with people being so confident of like, well, that's actually a demon? That is a good question. Maybe it's just people thinking <laughs> that like they have the answers or what. I don't, I don't know, but I would love for someone to tell me how to tell the difference because I'm still learning about everything, but yeah. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Now, have you tried like spirit boxes or talking to mediums or anything like that? Um, I have done a Ouija board before. That was not a fun experience. Never doing that again. Um, and I'm trying to talk to a medium. My friend's trying to get me into contact with one so I can learn more. What happened with the Ouija board? Uh, so when I was in seventh grade, me and my friend like started noticing that like this house that I'm living in, is there's something going on. Cause even she was scared. Like everybody was always scared to come over to my house. And we were like, we got to do something like let's do a Ouija board. So we made one and we did it. And when, when we finally contacted something, it kept going around the board, like Z-A-Z-A, A-C-A-C-A-C, and we got freaked out. So we tried to do good, goodbye, because that's how you end it. You have to say goodbye. And it kept going to no hello. It would not let us say goodbye. It went on for about two minutes before it finally said goodbye. So we ended up, we made it out of paper. So after it said goodbye, we cut it up. We went to my backyard, dug a hole, burned it, and put it in the hole. And after that, after that, anytime I would leave like my house at night, I would always see a shadowy figure standing over like the spot that I had buried the Ouija board. Oh my gosh. Man, that does not make me eager to try out Ouija boards. <laughs> right? I was so excited. I was like, yeah, like, let's give it a shot. No, I did, did not like. <laughs> I know it like JJ's done or had a Ouija board experience and he had his experience in the cave where they told him not to touch the water. Like, I, I don't know how you haven't been cursed yet, JJ. I really, I really don't. It's impressive. You know, people tell me that I won't see anything supernatural if I don't believe in it. I have to like be mm -hmm. open to it. So that kind of makes me feel like it's the same for, for uh, curses or negative experiences. If you're not open to it, it can't hurt you. <laughs> hey, that's a good mindset. <laughs> Yeah. Not that I'd say I'm close minded to it, just more skeptical to it. I get that. Yeah. No, but, you're not a skeptic. Um, if if I you know, I can't say that like if I saw the same things that you saw, mm -hmm. I would I you know, I can't say that I I wouldn't be a 10 as well. You know, right. I don't I don't know until I've had that experience. And I get that everybody needs to experience something before, you know, believing you can't just jump right in and go, yes, they're real. It, you have to build that up and have your own stories to tell. Right. Totally. I get it. Yeah. We hear a lot about shadow men and shadowy figures. Do you often see shadow people or was that kind of a one-time thing? Um, it, I saw that one over the hole and then I saw another one in my parents' bedroom once. And I think that was the only two. I've ever seen. And I know this is a dumb question because they're literally called shadow people. So if I ask you what they look like, you're going to say a shadow, but how would you like, if you had to try to give a super detailed description mm -hmm. of a shadow person, what, what does that look like to you? So, you know, fog machine, mm -hmm. you know how they're really dense when, when it's the fog coming out. Think of it almost like a fog machine, but the fog machine is making a person. And instead of it being white fog, it's black fog. Ew. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's the creepiest way I've heard it described. Have Sorry. you seen the, no, that's fine. Have you seen the hat man? That's one that we hear a lot about, like where it's like a shadow person with, with a hat on their head. 
I've seen a man with a hat on never a shadow man with a hat Just on. a regular old ghost with a hat. Yep. <laughs> and when these ghosts come and talk to you in your dream, have you had other instances where they visit you like that lady and then kind of um, verified that dream experience in reality for you? What do you mean? So like how she came to you in your dream and then you saw her in the real world. Has that happened more than just that one instance with like other ghosts? Yes, it happened with the woman and I have names for all my ghosts. It happened with the woman in the wedding dress. Me and my sister actually pretty much had the same exact experience with that. Your sister's sitting in there with you and she she didn't leave. No, she left. Um, She's <laughs> the way you pointed, I thought she was sneaking in the corner. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. So yeah, tell us about the woman in the wedding dress. That sounds interesting. Sure. So one night, this was a few summers ago, maybe about two summers ago, I had fallen asleep and in my dream, um, my mom had woken me up like in my dream saying, we got to go upstairs. Somebody's here. We have to go upstairs. So me and my sister and my mom, we all went upstairs and our upstairs was a refurbished attic. So we had one room here, a hallway here, and then another room here with a bathroom right across. And my whole family was upstairs. It was my dad, my mom, my brother, and me, I think, and my sister. <laughs> and she, my mom and dad are like, there's someone downstairs. She's coming. She's going to hurt us. She's going to kill us. We need to stay here. We need to be safe. And I remember thinking, Emily, you need to go and look. So I got up in my dream and I went to the, the door that leads downstairs and I opened it and a woman in a white wedding dress and she had long blonde hair. She was carrying a bloody baseball bat and she was looking down at that, like her feet, but she wasn't walking. She was just gliding up the stairs and she was here where she was coming. And I remember I closed the door and I went into the um, computer and I was like, we need to get a gun. We need to find something. We need to like, we need to get her away from here. And I remember she didn't even open the door. She walked through the door and then she was facing my family in the computer room, but she was smirking like an evil smirk, like, I'm going to hurt you guys. And then I remember I had pushed her and she went into the, ba the basement, the bedroom. And she was like, oh, don't do that. And she ended up coming back. And this time when she was coming back, I pushed her downstairs and I was like, okay, like something needs to be done. We have to help her. And I remember thinking like, go get what daddy has under his bed, which is, you know, gun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can say it. <laughs> um, so we went and we got that. And me and my dad were like, okay, like when she comes up, we're, we're going to get her. And we did. And I, I remember I just, I woke up. And the next day I remember like waking up. And at the time my sister was awake. Cause at the, t at that time we had shared a room and my sister was awake and I didn't think anything of it because maybe she was just getting water, using the bathroom, whatever. And it was close to the, for the time for me to get up and get ready for work. So we just kind of stayed up and silent, not saying anything. And that day I had went to work. And as soon as I walked in, I was um, I was a camp counselor working at a theater camp. So I walked into the auditorium and our pianist was sitting there with like her back towards the stage and like her face towards me. And when I walked in, the woman in the wedding dress was standing behind her, looking at her with the same smirk that she had when she was looking at my family. And I had screamed and she was like, Emily, are you OK? And I was like, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. And we left. And when we went back into the cafe, when we went back from the cafeteria, like half an hour later, she was gone. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe things are getting safer. And later on in that day, I was um, taking my kids to the bathroom. And on our way back from the bathroom, I saw in the stairwell, there she was again, staring at me. And I remember I sent my kids into the cafeteria. I was like, just go, I'll be there in a second. And I remember staring at her, trying to think like, 
Do I bless her and get rid of her? Do I ask her if she needs help? Do I run? Like, what do I do? All I know is that I know she's not hurting these kids in the cafeteria. And she had taken one step towards me and I started screaming again. And someone else from my camp came around and was like, whoa, like you're good. And I was like, just please like, don't leave me alone. (laughs) I don't want to be by myself. And I went home that day and I checked everywhere, upstairs, downstairs, the basement, the um, bathroom around the house, checked everywhere to see if she was there. She wasn't. And I felt like she was gone for good. So I was just like, okay, like, don't even think about it. It was just a weird day, weird experience. We'll talk to grandpa later. And that night when we were getting ready for bed, my sister is a type of person that like, if you so much as leave a hallway light on, she'll like have your head for dinner. And I went to go turn off the light um, to go to bed. And she was like, "Um, Emily, can we leave that on? And I was like, I mean, I guess, but can you tell me why? And she was like, I just had the scariest dream last night and I'm just not ready for the dark. And I was like, oh, I had a pretty scary dream too. What was yours about? She was like, oh, there was a woman in, and I finished, I was like a white wedding dress. And she goes, yeah. And she was, she was trying to kill us all with, and I was like a baseball bat. She was like, yeah, but you know, you and daddy got rid of her. And I was like, is this how we got rid of her? And she was like, yeah, how'd you know? And I was like, Samantha, I had the same exact dream. Does that happen often (laughs) where you all have the same dreams? Yes, it actually happens quite often, but usually it's the whole house that'll have the same dream, not just me and my sister. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Yeah. You guys need a TV show or something. This is right. Like <laughs> Sign us up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you could possibly explain everyone in the house having the same dream, other than maybe there's like something in the water there, or, but like, right? who knows? That is, that is so bizarre. I've never heard of something like that happening. Yeah, it was very weird. I remember the first time we found out about it, my dad was explaining how he had a dream of this old Victorian house with this family, a, a mom, a dad, and two young boys. And everybody was like, hey, I have the same dream too. And then anytime after that, that we all had a dream about the Victorian house with the two young boys. It was, oh, did anybody else have that dream? And sure enough, we all had the same dream. Oh my gosh. Um, are all of your dreams with ghosts as, uh, you know, like scary and terrifying or do you ever have encounters with you know spirits who maybe just want to like talk to someone or or want your help with something I from my experiences I I believe that everyone that I've talked to so far was up to no good I don't think it I don't uh-huh. know if it's just because I was scared and I just assume oh if you're here that's because like you you want something else I think like for example the woman that keeps walking in front of my tv I don't think she's not harmless I don't think she's like harmful or gonna do anything I think she's okay but if you're asking me specifically about my dreams every one of my dreams that I can recall they're not not so great interesting but you see spirits in your waking hours that Mm -hmm. uh seem like they're not trying to harm you or anything right okay have you ever researched and then found out like oh there was a lady who passed away in her wedding dress here or anything like that or does it just seem like anomalies um actually yes but this one didn't happen in my house I was actually thinking about this experience and story today so I used to when I was camp counselor I'd have to go to this other camp in um the state that I'm from and I remember like everybody had such a bad vibe from this camp we called it camp shady because like this place was shady 
And I remember one day I was um, in the bathroom changing after pool time and I had to change in the showers because the stalls were just a little too short for me. And I had my, um, my two of my girls like watching so nobody came behind me in the shower. So I, I had my privacy. I remember I heard someone go, Miss Emily, Miss Emily, we need help. And I had left and I was like, what's going on? And they're like, nothing, like nobody's in here. It's just us and you. And I was like, okay. And then I finished getting changed and I heard someone go, Miss Emily, please, I need help. And I was like, I'm all done changing. Like, come here, what do you need? And the two girls that were guarding, they came into the shower and they were like, oh my God, Miss Emily. And they pointed behind me and there was a man standing behind me. And I remember looking, just going, get out, get out, get out. So me and my girls had left and, you know, me and like my coworkers, we joked all the time, like that place was shady. That must have been a shady ghost. And then back in May, May of 2020, my uncle had made a Facebook post about that camp. And he was like, oh, it's so sad to like to think that the owner had passed away. And I bet you that, that you know, the owner loved the camp so much that I bet he's still there. And I was like, Uncle Tony, do you have a picture of this of this owner? And he sent me a picture. And sure enough, it was the man that I saw in the bathroom. Well, wait. Was he alive when you saw him? Or no, was dead. He... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he died back in like the 80s, I think. <laughs> Noah, if he was alive, this would not be a ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, it's Camp Shady. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just some creeper. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's super creepy. I love those. I mean, I don't love stories where creepy ghosts are watching people shower or change, but I love stories where people see a ghost and then they're later like given a picture and they're like, oh my gosh, that's that person. Mm -hmm. So he passed away in the 80s. Had anybody else ever seen him on the campsite that you are aware of other than you and those two um, campers? Um, my other coworker, she had said that she always felt like a man was watching her, but she never said she saw anything. My other coworker, on the other hand, swears that he saw a man in the bathroom. Man, what's up with that guy having to creep right? on everybody? <laughs> right? Was it, was it the same bathroom? No, a different one because it was a man, oh. so he was in the male bathroom. Gotcha. Well, JJ and Kat might have a ghost in their home. So I, I hope that ghost isn't creeping on you right. in the bathroom, JJ. <laughs> I, yeah, I hope this uh, alleged ghost just respects uh, privacy. You I know? hope so too. She's still hanging out, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want her seeing everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just you and God, that's all. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Exactly. Well, yeah, those are some pretty exciting stories. Is there any other stories that you really want to share with our audience that you haven't told yet? Or do you feel like those are some of your bigger ones? Um, I do have quite a few stories that I'm waiting to share, especially like the scariest ghost ever, because everyone's always asking, like, oh, what's the scariest ghost you've ever Oh, I just assumed that was like one of those that was the scariest ever. No, I... Whenever I talk about, I call him the little boy. Whenever I talk about him, I have to like prep myself off and make sure I got a bottle of wine next to me because he's he's a story, all right. That's a theme we've heard about like little children ghosts is that those are the worst ones. Mm-mm. Have you ever seen the movie, The Unborn? No, I haven't. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Well, if you ever do, I can't watch it because of this reason, but he looks like the ghost in the in that movie like scars on his face blue and gray like looks just like that band so oh, not yeah. chucky but no just just a little boy in a tuxedo. <laughs> so when did you encounter this ghost um 
Probably it was when I was in high school. I can't, I don't remember if it was like sophomore year or freshman. Yeah, I think it was sophomore year because I remember it had happened in the summer when I saw him. Um, he was just chilling on my stairs, didn't think much of it. I was just like, oh, okay, you're a little creepy, but whatever. And then flash, flash forward the rest of the day, saw him in my parents' bathroom. And I was like, oh, again, you're creepy, but okay. And then he had come to me in my dream that night. And that's when a whole bunch of night terror started. I couldn't sleep unless the sun was up after that. Um, he followed me around. My sister has seen him once and had a bad experience with him. And he's just overall not a nice kid. So this is a, a current experience you're having. Mm-hmm. I saw him about maybe a month ago in my in my new house. And this is something I meant to ask you earlier. When you see a ghost, do they look like a normal person? Or are they kind of grayed out? How do you know it's a ghost and not a real person? Um, I guess it just, I can just tell, like the vibe just feels off. Um, I've seen... Um, people that are completely like solid figure you're a ghost but you look like you could be alive and I've seen people who look grainy and I've seen people who look almost see-through yeah JJ this kind of reminds me of some of Amanda's experiences we had a I guess you would call Amanda kind of like a medium or I think she would call herself a medium at this point she's I think Amanda's like 19 and had shared one story on TikTok and it went viral but She's she's always like uh, been friendly with other guests, so I don't know if you would be interested in talking to her, Emily. But that's yeah. somebody you might want to reach out to because she sees apparitions that look like real or you know alive people to the point where she's like held doors open for them and stuff, and people mm-hmm. look at her like she's a crazy person. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so what makes this little boy ghost? I mean. I know that you said you get vibes, but has it ever acted violently to you? Or is it just that Mm -hmm. it's always around, like creeping you out? Um, He has acted violently towards me. Like the very first time he came to me in my dream, he had pushed a red ball into the basement and I went down there thinking, oh, he just wants to play. And he ran into my vase, my vase, my face with a blood curdling scream and just shaking his head, screaming into my ear. And I instantly woke up. And after that, he would come and visit me in my dreams almost frequently, but he would show me visions of him either killing my friends and family or killing me. And like when I would have those night tears, I couldn't control it. I was aware that I was dreaming, but I couldn't control anybody staying alive. I just had to accept that this is what's happening. But I was aware that I was dreaming. And when you say night terrors, do you mean really bad dreams or was it where you were kind of frozen in your bed with your eyes open seeing these things play out I would I guess really bad dreams I was aware that I was sleeping my eyes weren't oh, um, frozen or anything but the minute I would wake up it would be one of those like screaming panic attacks sweat dripping down my face terrified to go back to sleep then it happened way too frequently to just be oh I had a night terror yeah, I, I, hate, I, mean. I, I hate that. I've screened myself awake from dreams before. And it's like, you're still kind of screaming when you wake up. It's such a terrifying feeling. Have you ever had that happen, JJ? I actually had an experience with a roommate where um, like, I, I woke up after he had already left, but I just had this feeling that I had like screamed. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. And I, I caught up with this roommate later in the day and I was like, hey, was I was I screaming at you in my sleep? And he just like froze and was like, why are you asking that? And I was like, I just feel like I, like I had a dream and I was like shouting and he had had 
the same thing where he like thought that he was screaming at me as well so i think we were just like in our sleep just shouting at each other that's so weird (laughs) our neighbors who had to listen to that probably had no clue what was happening (laughs) neither of us remember why we were doing that but just and that's and that's not happened since then right like cat's never told you she's heard you screaming in your sleep or anything he's never told me uh but I don't know. We'll have to ask her. I think she would tell me. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dreams are weird. I, I don't know. It's, I have vivid dreams as well. I don't get to control all my dreams, but the, the whole, I hate when you have those like intense night terrors or nightmares and you wake up and like for that split second, you can't really tell what was real and what, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's such like a, yeah. a frightening sensation. So the the boy ghost or child ghost has been pretty awful to you in your dreams. So is it just when you see him in reality that it brings back all those memories and and you feel bad or has it been kind of aggressive to you then as well? Um, I think the only aggressive encounter that I can recall when I was awake would be when he had first started coming around, maybe he was around two months, I would say. Um, I was sitting at my kitchen table just doing some homework and I had heard him in the basement and I couldn't say if it, well, I could say it was him because I just had a feeling that it was him. I didn't see him, um, but I knew it was him. And then I turned my face. I was like, oh, okay. I turned my face back into my computer and there's a knife flying towards my head. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you, you, when you turned, there was like a, a real knife coming at you. Mm-hmm. And your sister wasn't like laughing in the corner or a shadow man from camp or anything? No, it was like three in the morning. I was the only one What oh happened gosh. with the knife? Did it like, did it land in the wall or what? It hit the wall behind me and then just fell to the ground. And was this a knife that's like, I mean, did this knife come out of nowhere or was this a knife that had always been in your home or? It was just one of our steak knives. So it wasn't like out of the blue or like out of the ordinary. It was just out of the ordinary. It was in the air coming at me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh. That's, that feels pretty uh, poltergeisty. I mean, is, is that common in your experiences to have objects move around or was that a pretty unusual occurrence? We've had coffee cups go flying. We've had pots and pans moving. We've had doors opening and closing. But we've never had anything except for, you know, that one time with the knife coming at me um, that was ever violently moving. That would have been a hard one to explain to the hospital had that knife. <laughs> right. <laughs> your sister gets framed for your your knifing. And right, all yeah, I had her fingerprints on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So have you tried to cleanse the home of this ghost or like had a priest come over or anything like that? So I never really shared my stories of the little boy with my family because my brother had seen him and my dad had seen him, but I'm convinced that they saw two different people because the boy that they described looks completely different from my boy. And the boy that they've described also sounds really nice. Like I wish I had that boy. Um, And my sister only ever had one experience that I would tell her about the little boy and she just never believed me because she never saw him until maybe about a a year before we all had moved out of that house um she had her own experience with him and she was like oh i'm sorry like he is real i finally i finally saw him and so do you think that he's attached to you is it following you from to different houses 
my grandpa thinks so. He doesn't know if there's something about me that he wants or that he's attracted to, but my grandpa thinks it's 100% me that it he, that he wants. Oh man, that sounds so spooky. Um, do you, do you think you would ever reach out to like a Catholic church and get somebody to come and do the whole holy water blessing type thing? See, I would love to do that. And every time I talk to my grandpa about him or about any experience, he, like the other day, he was telling me that I have to get a, a scapula, I don't know, some type of necklace to go with my rosary. And I was like, oh, I don't know where to get one. Well, like, I'll, I'll talk to my father on Sunday, like my church father. And he goes, oh, no, 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 you can't ask them. They'll think you're crazy. So he won't let me talk to anybody in the church because he, he tells me that they'll think I'm crazy. But is this necklace that goes with your rosary? Is it like, I mean, is it like part of the Catholic tradition? Mm -hmm. Yep. So my mom has one. He has one. But I, ca I can't even ask my father where to get one because they'll think I'm crazy. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I would just lie and get it. I mean, I know that's not the way to do things <laughs> at church. But I lied uh, to my father. It's okay. <laughs> if, if, if it keeps you from getting knives thrown at you, it may be, it may be worth investing in that. Um, in that necklace right so are you a, are you a practicing catholic um yeah I, you could say that i go to yeah. church every i go to church every sunday it's you better be with all this stuff going on. Like that. Like, yeah i guess <laughs> it's not a catholic church that i go to it's like a half catholic half christian church that i go to gotcha so what do you have like opinions on like like the the priests who will come and exercise the home yeah i i, I like them i believe yeah. them <laughs> have you tried uh like getting those services before i felt i don't want to say powerless in my old home but i felt like there wasn't much i could do in my old home because it was all up to my mom and dad my dad right. who believes but doesn't see and experience all the things that i'm experiencing my mom who's very tight-lipped about everything my grandpa who thinks if we go to the church they'll think we're crazy yeah. i felt very like i couldn't say or do anything i felt like it was just out of my control gotcha yeah that makes sense Oh man. Well, it sounds like we may want to pray for you. I don't know that got <laughs> some intense stuff going on. <laughs> so every time I tell a story, I always have my rosary in my hand just in case. Smart. Yeah. Um, I've always been fascinated with exorcisms and the idea of holy water. We had one guest talk about how things got so bad for her that she actually took a cup and just like took holy water from the church without them knowing and then went back home and blessed her uh, I think it was like an apartment in college and she said that it helped some but it didn't um, completely resolve the issue but just the idea that there's like these uh, it's almost like Star Wars right it's like the there's these forces that play good and evil and things to balance it out I mean mm -hmm. if there is this whole other dimension of the world where all these spirits are competing for attention and stuff. That's a pretty, I don't know. That feels like so big that it's hard for me to comprehend, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, JJ, I think I know what you're going to say, but like, does, does that idea of there being like good and if you were to be a believer in spirits, do you think that that would be a, a, a likelihood that there would be good and evil spirits? I mean, I don't really think there's like, good and evil people i think like we all have the capacity for good and evil within us so if i believed in spirits i don't know why that would be different you know 
So is it, do you think that's why spirits are gray because they're like neutral? They're just... Maybe, but like, why is the spiritual world uh, bound by our own metaphors yeah. for how we? Okay, that's a good point. I'm just trying to make a bad dad joke, but that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that even for bad, even for bad dad jokes, Noah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Thanks, I appreciate. It. <laughs> I don't. I'm just kind of blown away from all these stories are there any other ghosts that constantly kind of follow you like the little boy or is he the primary ghost that is kind of the constant in your life he's definitely the constant i think the longest besides him that i've had a ghost stick around was maybe a month and this was a few months ago but i think that was the longest that a ghost has ever stuck around besides the boy the thing i keep um thinking about and this is very creature of the moment since I'm just hearing all your stories but I can't help but wonder if that little boy is the faceless woman's child and that's why he won't leave you alone you know that's that's a good that's a good theory because next time you see him call him Alex and see what happens I'd be like Alex is that you (laughs) where's your mommy (laughs) all the knives fly at you and you're like Noah no (laughs) why (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, that's, I don't, it's just, that's, that's wild. Um, And we are kind of coming up on the end of our time. And I know you have a bunch of stories, so we will have to bring you back on to get some more of these stories. But where can our fans find you and and see more about you? I know you have a really um, entertaining, interesting TikTok and social media presence. Sure, you can find me on TikTok at, I pulled it up at Emily with two Y, so E-M-I-L-Y-Y dot Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E. And it seemed like you have a lot of ghost content on your TikTok, is that correct? Yeah, I try to tell as many ghost stories as I can, at least once a week. (laughs) Wow. Um, Have you seen any ghosts since you've been sitting here talking to us? Have you had any interactions or visions? I have not, and my sister's place feels very comfortable, very safe, very homey. So I've never once had a bad vibe from here. So oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Kind of a a safe place for you to go and get a break from all the really? the, the ghosty goodness or badness <laughs> in your life. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing these stories. I know that some of these are going to stick with me for a while, especially. I feel like so many guests tell us stories that remind me of the first two seasons of Haunting on Hill House and. Honestly, a lot of your stories remind me of that show. And I just, I can't help but wonder if somebody on that show is either someone who really has spent a lot of time researching people's stories yeah. or has had experiences of their own because they are so similar um, yeah. to the stories we hear. But yeah, I, I hope everything works out for you and, and I'm sure you'll stay safe and please, um, you know, let's let's do this again we want to hear some more stories from you yeah i really enjoyed talking to you guys thanks for having me i definitely want to do it again (laughs) absolutely all right emily well you have a good rest of the night and thank you you again for coming on bye guys bye thank you that one may take the cake for at least recently since we first started i mean i always think of devon's stories as being like the the scariest Uh, some of the scariest content that and the doppelganger episode are probably the two spookiest that we've had but she has a bounty of 
ghost experiences that I would not want at all. Yeah, I feel like I tend to be a little uh, cavalier about uh, encountering any kind of ghost. But if a ghost threw a knife at me, I would be running out of the house, screaming, crying, uh, doing whatever I can to, to never experience that again. And that's the first story we've heard where a ghost has made a physical attempt that the person is aware of on their life, right? I mean, we've had people like fall downstairs and say maybe it was a ghost, but I don't think we've ever had somebody claim like this action happened and I could have been hurt from it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy. What do you think of all the the dream stuff too with like, um, you know, her family members having this exact same dreams. It is very interesting. I was trying to remember when she was talking about that, if I've ever had a shared experience with dreams, I can't think of that ever happening. I mean, I, the closest thing I've had supernatural ish in a dream would be, I had a, somebody who had passed away that meant a lot to me. I saw them in a dream, but I kind of feel like that was my, brain's way of kind of comforting myself um you know but and then i've had deja vu stuff where or i don't know if you call it deja vu but i had a dream one time and i've talked about it on the podcast where i was a kid and um i was going with to the pool with my best friend and her brother came and bullied us and then i believe it was like that next day it happened um and it played out like exactly like at least how I remembered in the dream. Now the question would be, had he bullied us before? Is that something that, you know, may have just been in my subconscious as a likelihood. And then when it played out, I was like, Oh, that's a dream I've had. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, nothing ever where like my sister or my parents where we've had a shared dream. Have you ever had anything like that? No, not at all. Yeah. That is a, it makes me kind of want to research it a little bit. And by research, I mean, type it into Google to see what the internet has to say about shared dreams. How else do you do research? (laughs) Ask an expert, but I guess that's like the biggest expert we have. Um, Because I I guess we've also, we had a twin on and he said that he and his brother, now they're not dreaming, but you know, they'll have instances where they'll call each other because something has happened to one of them and the other one can feel it happen or things like that. That's the only thing I could think of that kind of reminded me of people having a shared dream experience. Right. Yeah. Those those kind of things are fascinating. uh, Just because we all, we haven't all seen ghosts, but we all dream. So, I mean, we can at least kind of have an idea of what that might feel like. Well, and dreams in and of themselves are so fascinating to me. So the fact that like, any two people can have the same dream is so wild. Have you ever had a dream that still sticks with you to this day? Like something you actively think about it or like a recurring dream? Have you ever had one? I had a recurring nightmare when I was really little. I mean, like, like I was still sleeping in a crib and this is like the only thing I remember from this time of my life. But like every night, a giant tiger head would show up, uh, like just kind of form out of the wall and then eat me. Uh, and yeah, it was like, as, as a kid, it was terrifying, but yeah, that's, that's pretty spooky. And how many times do you think you had it? Was it just like all the time? I mean, it, it felt like it was like every night and I don't remember for how long of a period, but, 
um, you know, it probably wasn't as long of a period as I, I think it was, but my memory from that whole part of my life is so fuzzy, but I still remember yeah. that dream pretty vividly. Same. I have, I have a lot of fuzzy memory stuff too, from when I was younger. My parents tell me that I had a lot of night terrors as a kid where I just like wake up and scream and stuff, but yeah. a dream I've had a lot and I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast or not, but it's where I can control stuff with my mind, like telekinesis dreams. And it always starts with me like moving a cup or something, like something very innocuous and small. And it's happened so much now that when it happens, I like in my head, I'm like, oh, of course I have this power. I've done this all the time. And it's not like a lucid dream, but I can kind of play with the concept a little bit in the dream because it feels so familiar. And I'm always so disappointed when I wake up because it does feel so real because I've had it. Yeah, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 times. Um, and of course, it always ends with me like showing off my powers to people because as a performer, I want to get attention for this <laughs> gift I that I have. I would have a dream like that, though. That would be so cool. That would be the dream. Yeah, I can't remember if I looked it up or one of our friends told me when I was talking about that once that apparently it's kind of like a control thing. Um, if you feel like you're kind of, your life is kind of getting a little too crazy or out of control. People will have a dream like that where they can literally control things with their mind to kind uh, of bring, I guess, maybe comfort. I don't really know what the emotion is that your body's trying to do there. It may just be a mechanism thing where it's not even to do something. It just happens because you feel like that. I get a lot of dreams, uh, like a lot of anxiety dreams of just like my teeth falling out. Ugh, yeah. I don't know if you get those, but I think it's like a pretty common one. Yeah. I don't know if I've had the teeth falling out, but I get anxiety dreams too. The one yeah. that I remember though, um, that has just always stuck with me. I was a teenager and around that time where like you really want or I would say like an atypical teenager really wants to be in like a relationship with somebody, you know, so like when your hormones are really starting to kick in and um, all that stuff and you you want to have a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Um, yeah. I just, I'll never forget this. And for fans of Rick and Morty, it's very much like the, the Roy experience, like the game that uh, Morty plays. But I had a dream where I literally saw a version of my life, like, flash forward where I met somebody fell in love with them lived out a life and like I, I distinctly remember sitting on a couch with this person and our children and then like it flashed forward and like you know like she died and then it flashed forward and I woke up and it, it's just always stuck with me because I think just because I am such a vivid dreamer, they do feel so real, but that one and a couple of nightmares, I just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I feel like I have such a clear memory of the dream. Yeah. It's all a dream, JJ. Who knows what's real? Maybe it's all just a simulation and this is the dream. I was just having that exact same thought, which probably is more evidence to the fact that we are living in a simulation. And with that, I'm Noah Daniels. <laughs> and I'm JJ. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.